Hello and welcome to episode two of the Sporting Agenda. Today, our lead contributor is Will Bisney. Will, thank you for coming on. Not a problem, not a problem. I am, of course, your host, Max, uh, and we are joined by Isaac, Connor, and our other Will, Will Evans, to contribute to this episode as well. Now, Will has been away and he's interviewed Dean Bradford, who's club secretary at Leverstock Green Football Club, who are a Step 5 National League team. Um, why go and interview someone involved in non-league, Will? Well, I knew him uh, from previous experience uh, from playing Step 5. So I knew he had, one, he had a lot of contacts within the game. And I know he's been involved in non-league football for a long period of time. So I thought he'd be a good person to uh, contact and ask a few questions too. Awesome. Now, we have got clips from Dean himself. You won't just be hearing from only us. Um, you spoke to Dean about the role and challenges that he faces within non-league. Um, mm-hmm. Before we hear from Dean, what what do you think are the biggest roles and challenges uh, facing non-league players, contributors, and the leagues themselves? Well, I know from Dean, as he's a club set secretary he he runs the club from within and uh quite a few other people join him in doing that but because it's quite a small community and they still have a lot to do a lot of the uh a lot of the effort is being made just by him and a few other people so like he has to run numerous amount of clubs he has to deal with the finances um the, the ground everything like that so there's multiple things for him to focus on and not many people attending to the, them issues really oh well, awesome Let's hear from Dean. Club secretary um, of Leverstock Green. Uh, Look after three teams. The first team that play in the South Midlands Premier Division. The under-18s who play in the Southern Counties Floodlit Youth League. uh, And also the under-15s who play in the Eastern Junior League. In terms of challenges I face, um, juggling all three teams at, some, at, at, at times can be quite quite a challenge. Um, also, as well, the admin side of it when you have a full-time day job in the city. Um, and also a family, it's just a case of uh, being a bit of a juggling act. Really. Now, everyone has their local non-league sides. We're all aware of them, but not many people might support them. Some might take an interest, but... We all have the bigger clubs that we love and hold close to ourselves. Um, but Connor Ohiki, one of our contributors, he's actually played uh, and has friends who still continue to play for uh, a local side to him, Northley FC. Connor, tell us a bit about uh, taking part in non-league football as both a player um, and a supporter. Uh, I played in the, the youth uh, set up, up until uh, under-17s. Um, and a lot of my friends played with me, came from all the youth groups. And now we're in the, they're, they're, they're a couple of divisions. I can't, I can't remember what step they're in the non-league pyramid, um, but they're a semi-professional football club. Um, and they get, um, it's quite, it's quite interesting to see that the team, a few of my friends still play for getting players in on loan, transfer deals being done. Um, and it is, it is seeing uh, a club run on a, like a, a professional standard on a smaller scale. It is interesting. I've got friends as well who, uh, who are playing on the league. I've got a, a mate at Alverchurch, Redditch, uh, Hales Owen, which are all local uh, to me uh, around the West Midlands. Um, and, you know, these guys are, you know, they don't do it 
for the money like you know not many people do in football but these guys do it out of pure love for the game um and you really do some see some of the purest forms of football and support at these levels um i imagine uh dean sort of shared the same sentiments uh will yeah well that's uh sort of to do with the next question as well because all the people that are involved in non-league none of them do it for the money they just do it because they love the game they want to help out they want a sense of community um and it's everyone just pulling their weight together to enjoy the game and uh, see their club grow really Absolutely. So let's hear from Dean about why he and others should support a non-league club and why some uh, some people love it so much that they will actually give up their free time unpaid to help them out. It's just one big, one big family. Um, love what I do um, for the local community. have a great sense of pride in being the club secretary of Leverstock Green. Um, playing at a pretty decent standard and just that togetherness the very fact that you know the players can come in after the game mingle with the supporters uh, feel like they're really part of the club um, then there's the sort of enjoyment really of, of watching a football game um, spectators enjoying a, enjoying a drink and watching the game from anywhere around the ground they're not stuck in a seat um, they can leave at any time and just you know go and get a drink or a bite to eat and a burger. Um, yeah, um, I non-league over professional um, any day of the week. Ham Portland volunteers at a non-league club. Well, quite simply, we wouldn't function without them. We've got a team of officers. There's five of us that effectively run the football club under the stewardship of, of Emma Smart. And then we've got a team of you know, fantastic volunteers, about 15, 20 of them at Leverstock Green, um, and indebted to all of them, Bill Dawes, who's head groundsman, Tony Smart, vice chairman, Jamie Hurd, um, president, and, and last but not least, Emma Smart, the, the, the chairman. Um, but it's, it's also the guys that go down there every day, mark out the pitch, um, take care of things in the clubhouse, you know, electrics, everything like that. Um, that just you know we we yeah we just literally couldn't function um, as a non-league club without our, our incredible unpaid volunteers not just at our club but at every club that we go to. Now we move on to so the football association uh, obviously very relevant for non-league teams especially. Uh, we'll talk about the FA efforts after COVID uh, and the FA competitions and how they are so important to non-league clubs. Um, a club that was a, a non-league side not too long ago, Cambridge United, is a a club very close to Isaac. Um, now you recall them sort of going pretty far in the FA Cup, getting a replay yeah. against uh, United, which obviously is ticket sales at home, uh, which also we always forget is great for local vendors and local businesses. Um, yeah. But also having the replay at Old Trafford, this obviously brought in some decent revenue for the club, and you sort of understand how they uh, benefited from that. Yeah, so it was a sold-out ground at the home tight, the Abbey. Um, and then, which obviously, like you said, ticket sales, major income, with uh, Cambridge being at quite a low level at that point. Um, sellouts and a decent crowd at the ground were quite rare. Um, and then going to Old Trafford, the game was televised, so they got extra money from that. And then purely for getting to the third round and then even being knocked out, they still get some prize money there. Um, and I'm pretty sure they used that money to improve the ground 
rather than spend it on the squad, which I think for the fans' point of view, like lower levels, you want to try and make the fans experience just as good as the football on the pitch. Um, they spent it mainly on improving the toilets because before that game and before that season, it was literally a porter cabin on the corner of the ground. Mm-hmm. Whereas now they, they were able to like install proper plumbing and like just made it a whole lot better, a whole lot cleaner and made the ground look a bit more professional because at that point their aim was to get out of non-league and into League 2, back into the Football League again. Yeah. Um, and I think... For lower clubs as well, a local team to me was uh, Havel Rovers. Even getting through the prelimi- pre- oh, I can't say that word, preliminary rounds, yeah. like the li- little like bonuses in cash were able to attract better players, even if they're being paid what fifty, hundred quid a week, and improve the ground um, further as well. So George non-league uh, and lower level football is the grounds. I remember going to Accrington Stanley away in the cup, and it was just a couple of portaloos in the away section. Um, it is really important, uh, you know, stadium infrastructure. Uh, I support a championship club, formerly a Premier League club in West Brom, and we've been crying out for infrastructure uh, changes there for years, and that's, a, you know, a side that's been in the Premier League for eight years, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, so it is really important. It's it's good to see that fans are being cared for in that way. Um and teams around me, Stourbridge uh, especially, have made good runs in the cup. They've made the first round proper a couple of times, you know, in the last decade. Um, and I can see the improvements there, especially with the, the youth setups and everything. It's great for everyone involved. Um, obviously, COVID's affected a lot of clubs. Um, definitely a lot of teams, League, two, league 1 and below, because seasons were cut short. Promotions decided uh, on points per game. A lot of people feel cheated in many tiers of the game. Uh, that's even if they did get a promotional relegation. Uh, well, what did you sort of suss out from the FA effort after COVID? Um, well, obviously after speaking with Dean, and he, obviously he's got a lot of inside information, I, I personally didn't realise how much effort they made after the pandemic. I thought they just kind of left non-league clubs alone uh, to their own devices really but it seems like they helped out with like uh, many grants and stuff so the funding was actually quite key for a lot of non-league clubs I know that now after speaking to Dean so um, the FA impact was quite helpful for non-league clubs it seems like Oh we'll learn more now uh, as uh, good old Dean Bradford is going to give us another tidbit <laughs> I say I think the FA have been fantastic. Um, they offered us several grants during lockdown to help us run the club because even though there was no football we were being paid, um, there's still electricity bills still to pay, um, ground rental, that type of thing. But um, yeah, I thought the FA were fantastic during the um, during the pandemic to, to help us and, and other clubs, but it needed the actual clubs themselves to... Um, yeah, apply for the grants um, and obtain them, and um, and yeah, we we put them all to good use. Um, everything that we we got a grant for, um, we we did a fantastic job of upgrading our our football club. So we're coming into the closing section of the pod now, and you know we're talking about the aims of non-league. Why be part of it? 
Um, and we'll sort of we'll merge these uh, into two once more. Obviously, we've spoke about um, cup competition and that being very important to non-league clubs uh, monetarily and also to, to perk interest. And that must be one of the aims of those clubs. Um, our other Will, our other contributor, uh, we, you know, you've said to us that you haven't really been that interested in your local non-league side, but a cup run uh, would perk your interest and maybe uh, persuade you to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when my obviously my local non-league team is is heads for town, and they play a they play probably a similar level to obviously all the other also all the other teams we've discussed. So obviously the quality, obviously the quality of football they've been playing hasn't been sort of particularly good. So obviously a cup run definitely would pique my interest. Obviously we're seeing better opponents, stuff like that, and particularly with the prices of the tickets as well, it's obviously really affordable. Absolutely. Um, and Will, you you wanted to add something there about uh. The FA Vars, which is obviously a, a competition uh, similar to the FA Cup, but uh, m- more geared to the lower levels of football. Yeah, well, obviously, the FA Cup, non-league clubs don't really have much of a chance of winning, considering every club in England is a part of it. But uh, obviously, the, the FA Vars is more um, focused on non-league clubs, and it's a realistic chance of uh, a trophy, a trip to Wembley for these non-league clubs, which is obviously a big deal, and obviously the funding as well uh, can massively help these clubs. So the FA Vars is a competition that kind of goes under the radar a little bit, but is just as exciting as the FA Cup, really, as it's involving non-league clubs as well. 100%. I think that's something more people should take advantage of, is local FA Vars games, and uh, and if it's ever televised, hop on it and watch it. Um, in closing, so what are the aims of a non-league team, if you could sum that up? Um, well, obviously, the pressure to succeed isn't as, as high, or like the demand to succeed sorry, isn't as high as it would be at Premier League clubs, championship clubs. But um, the main aspect of non-league football is the sense of community, the volunteers helping out, everyone feeling like they're a part of it together. But um, I feel like the higher you go up, the cup competitions, it, it, it gains excitement, not only in the club, but in the town as well. So I feel because there's more sense of the community, although there's not as much pressure, the excitement you get is arguably more than you would get at a higher level club, really. The early rounds are our cup finals. Um, it's a chance to play a team not in our league, perhaps for the first time. If you get a, a, a good draw at home, you can normally guarantee a pretty decent crowd. Um, we play some of our favourite games in, in FA competitions at the very beginning of the season. Um, and you never know with the FA Cup, get through a couple of rounds. The, the, the non-league prize money is, is vital for clubs like us. If you do get through a, a few rounds, you know, it could be a few, a few thousand, which is you know, invaluable to clubs like, like us. And the FA Vars at our level is we're the highest tier club in the FA Vars. So it's one of those ones where you dream of potentially going to Wembley. Um, my old club, Berkhamsted, did so in 2001. Um, got all the way to the final. Um, and certainly for us, the FA Vars is, is a very realistic opportunity for us to go deep into the competition. <laughs> We'll close this off with the same question I ask everyone. Is change happening? Are more people going to non-league games? Uh, you know, are they helping out their clubs with COVID? Have you noticed anything like that? I feel like in my local area, a lot of the clubs, when I started going to watch non-league football about 
six, seven years ago, they were getting probably, because they were all playing at a similar level, step to five, probably getting 80 to 100 people, whatever. I don't know why a change has happened. Maybe it's the pandemic or whatever, but since you can start watching games, there's been plenty more people, like 200 people plus, which is obviously really helpful for uh, the clubs as they're getting uh, gate, gate money. So I'd say, I'd say a change is occurring. I don't know why, but I'm seeing more people interested in non-league so, yeah, hopefully in the coming years, you'll see it get more coverage as well. Amazing. It might be something to follow up on as well. We'll soon find out why it's happening. But as long as it is, that's all that matters.